Welcome to One Hit Wonderful, the podcast where we're revisiting all those amazing reality shows that unfortunately, or in some case fortunately, only had one season. I'm your host, Frank Pesanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us today as we delve into a brand new series, Pretty Wild. Oh yeah. Yes, and um, we're happy to be back. Um, It's been, we've had a six-week hiatus um, due to... Me traveling, Meredith traveling, things getting crazy, but we're back on track now. We're actually coming to you live from the World Series. Woo! <laughs> we both are really big fans. Yeah, three blocks from the World Series, guys. Um, and uh, for those of you, real quick little disclaimer, for those of you who want to watch along with us, uh, Pretty Wild is completely free on the NBC app. Okay. So there are some commercials, but you can watch it totally for free if you want to buy it. You can buy it on um, iTunes. Yeah. But I suggest free. Yeah. And I think <laughs> I found the commercials helpful because they helped me catch up with my brain. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It's it's very Princess of Malibu, but not goofy. Yeah. But it moves at that speed. It's very hard to take notes on. It's very pieced together. And um, today's episode, episode one, is called The Arrest. Yep. And it aired originally on um, March 14th, 2010. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. And there are nine episodes total. Yes. So I will be doing a profile of the main cast members. I won't start this week, one, because I didn't have time. Two, there's a lot to unfold as we'll get into in this episode. (laughs) Um, So... I feel like I need to do some serious historical research and get my timelines in order, and then I'll start profiling someone in episode two. So the wild file will be coming to you next episode. Perfect. (laughs) Um, But I don't have any house cleaning, so I guess we can just get started. Yeah, I don't either. We can just get to it. Oh, you did have house cleaning about Whitney. Oh, oh, that's right. We haven't talked about that. Okay, so I thank you for reminding me. It's been so long I forgot. Um, So, guys, I have some pretty good um, intel based on the new season of The Hills. Um, One of my clients, very good friends, and all these people will remain anonymous because I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Um, Her best friend is Whitney's best friend. Um, And, in fact, she has hung out with Whitney at this girl's baby shower, all kinds of stuff. So, when I had her ask the, the mutual friend... And um, Whitney had her miscarriage in July. Um, She's only had one miscarriage. And that means that all of the footage that we saw about Whitney dealing with her miscarriage was filmed way after the fact. Because the vow renewal was like the end of December, beginning of January, the fashion show, all that stuff. So they went back and refilmed all of the Whitney miscarriage stuff in July, I guess, July, August. Yeah, which is also interesting because she she met up with Caitlyn, and if it was July, Caitlyn's divorce or separation from Brody was only announced weeks later. Yeah. But they left that out. And I I know I talked about it in the pod when we saw that scene, I remember saying, like, Caitlyn's hair is way longer and those aren't extensions. Like, what is going on? Like, this is wacky. Um, Now, she did say that they did all of that before she'd heard it had been renewed. So there was a little speculation on my client's part that maybe Whitney agreed to do all of this, not just to bring it to the forefront, but also to remain a cast member and to get the show renewed. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's a little, like, Hills intel for you. Yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah. Well, it's still sad. It is sad. Go, Whitney. All right. Pretty wild. (laughs) 
<laughs> and the title suits the show perfectly. I will say that. It is pretty wild. It is pretty wild. Um, so we open the show and we get an introduction to each of the three daughters of Angela and Andrea. Sorry, mother's name is Andrea. Mm-hmm. Andrea Arlington. <laughs> yes. And Jerry is the stepdad? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and we meet Tess first, who is actually an adopted daughter, but not legally adopted. She was a, basically a foster. I, it's From what we've been able to gather, yeah. she was um, Alexis's friend who was having issues at home years ago, and Andrea agreed to let her move in, and then, I'm guessing, became her legal guardian, but now she's an adult anyway, so right. she can just live there. And so Tess is 19, I believe, at the time of filming, and so she doesn't technically need a legal guardian. No, she yeah. just lives with them. And she is described as a model and a vixen. Mm-hmm. And then there is Alexis, who is Andrea's older daughter, who is also a model like Tess and says that basically scandal follows her. <laughs> well, no shit. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. And then there is the youngest sibling, Gabby, who looks about 16. I don't know if we looked up her age at the time of filming, but she's still in high school. Yeah, I would say 16. We, I looked it up and I couldn't find an age, but she's um, she's just trying to hold it all together. Yeah, that's her claim to fame. She holds it all together. She reminds me of, like, I feel like her position on this show is akin to Ariana's position on keeping, on um, uh, Don't Be Tardy. Oh. Before she went down the stony end and got fake boobs and plastic surgery, too. But in the beginning, when she yes. was, like, the studious normal one, like, I felt like that's a similar vibe. I loved her so much. Yeah, me too. She got into a good college, though. Oh, really? Yeah, she's actually gotten, gotten to, and she's gonna go to college, so. Okay, good for her. Good on her. Yeah. Um, and another thing I noticed as we were being introduced to this cluster mess is that Chelsea Handler was one of the producers of this show. Weird. Interesting tidbit. I wonder if that's just because... That would have been when she was dating Ted, the guy who was, like, the head of E! at the time, and he was just, like, throwing her production credits left and right for extra cash. I don't know. Yeah, why not? It seems like a weird... Like, I can't imagine she had a very heavy hand in it. I don't know, man. But there were... I think there were, like, five or six producers listed, but I saw her name, so... Yeah, well, no, and also in one of the articles I pulled up, she was the first thing to come up, was the fact that she was a producer, so... Yeah. Um, And here I have the mother's name is Angela, which is... (laughs) Say Andrea. Okay. Um, So the mother, we meet the mother, and she was a lingerie model herself, much like Tess and Alexis. Well, I think it's weird, though, that she's calling herself a lingerie, because she was a playmate. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I didn't see any pictures of her. I mean, she's a playmate. Well, and playmates are usually pretty proud to make that distinction. Well, and she does in the beginning. She doesn't say she was a lingerie model until they go to the lingerie shoot. She says playmate in her little intro thing. Okay. And she says that with her daughters and her parents growing up, she was a bit of a wild child and she's getting back what she cast. Mm Mm-hmm. Times three. Yeah. Well, maybe times two because Gabby seems like helpful and normal. Um, And then we get a scene of her giving each girl her morning Adderall. Horrifying. Horrifying. Absolutely horrifying. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, literally, like, hey, everybody, like, one at a time, bloop, bloop, bloop. Also horrifying, now that we've done some research and we watched this episode, and we know that both girls, older girls, were struggling very badly with addiction. 
So here their mom's doling it out on TV in a legal way. Well, um, I could see how you would need, because they were on downers. Like they were doing oxy and heroin. I would see how you'd need that if your mom was like jacking you up with Adderall all the time. Yeah, it's very sad though. It's it's like a train seal. It's like, come on babies, the film crew's here. Take your Adderall. Wake and up. do you need a lot of focus to be a lingerie model? <laughs> like, is Adderall necessary to be a lingerie model? I would think, I mean, the term heroin chic existed for a reason, so no, I wouldn't think so, but... I mean, I wouldn't think that would require a ton of focus. I don't know. (laughs) Although, when I think back to America's Next Top Model, there are some types of modeling... I mean, I also hate having my picture taken, so someone being like, move your arm, show me that nose shot out... Like, I don't understand that. I don't know how to do that. (laughs) I I still don't think you need Adderall for that, though. No, I think that would make you move too fast. I mean, Adderall's supposed to be for, like, studying, concentrating. Working the stripper pole, which is our next... And staying thin. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Not that they needed help with that. So then we get some information that Tess and Alexis are quite competitive with one another. They're the same height. They both want to model. They're a similar age. And we see them working the pole that is, of course, in the family living room. I mean, what year did Mean Girls come out? 2004 which is sad to me because i feel like amy poehler i would have guessed if i didn't know better had based her character in mean girls on andrea no i mean obviously not because it came out before but they literally are the same person yeah she is she seems fictional yeah i i can't constantly in a velour tracksuit yes So then we say we know that Gabby is the most mature and that she is oftentimes, excuse me, the parent in the family. Yeah. Makes me, what's Jerry doing? I don't know. And I can't, I mean, I watched this 10 years ago and I don't remember much about it. Do we ever find out more about him? Like what he does or how he and Andrea got together or what the attraction was. I will try and do a wild file on Jerry too uh, when I get there because that's still only five people to profile out of nine episodes. So we will see, but I I can't imagine living in that house. I also can't imagine watching my stepchild struggle with addiction, but then have it be totally okay when the camera crew shows up and pretending everything is fine. Well, and the other thing we learned just doing a little base research today was that Alexis wasn't even living there. She was living in a motel. Yes. And you get a quick... And they were faking it for the cameras. And you get a quick preview of, at one point, Gabby says to her mother, the girls haven't been home in four days and you're okay with that? Which makes a lot more sense now that we know she was living in a hotel. Yeah. So she would just stop by sometimes, I guess. Yeah. Crazy. Probably to ask for money. We also got a scene of her asking Jerry for $40. Yeah. Well, that's one Oxycontin. Wow. I'm not up on my my Oxy prices. It's usually a dollar a milligram. So that would be like a 40 milligram pill would be 40 bucks. Shit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So then we learned that Andrea is homeschooling. Um, the girls. <laughs> That's what she calls it. That's what she calls it. And she homeschools them and has based the curriculum, mm-hmm, also her mm-hmm, word, mm-hmm. on the movie, The Secret. Not the book. Right. But the movie. The movie. I wonder if she knows it's a book. I really hope so, but I wonder that too. It also made me wonder when we see the youngest one getting homework 
Because she was on the couch for homeschooling too, but please tell me that the youngest one is in real school. I don't know. The other two went to high school. So then, yeah, she must be. Because if you are homeschooled, well, I mean, at 16 you could drop out, so who knows. But, like, up until then, you still have to take tests. Like, state-run tests. Like, you have to pass stuff. I mean, I guess the mom could cheat for you, but I don't think her mom's smart enough to do that. So... There's got to be some actual normal schooling going on with the 16-year-old. Yes. So I don't know enough about the secret. So what do you know about the secret? Oh, I know all about the secret. Um, Basically, the main tenant of the secret is it's kind of like field of dreams. Like if you build it, they will come. So the main tenant of the secret is that you have to visualize like, what you want out of life. And so that's where, like, vision boards came from. That's all derived from the secret. Um, it's a lot about, like, no negative energy. Like, if you... I mean, and it goes both ways. So if you have negative thoughts and feelings, you're going to bring negativity to yourself. If you have positive thoughts and feelings... Oprah was really into the secret for, like, a hot minute. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's basically it. It's just kind of like, if you dream it, it will happen. So, like, willing these good things into the universe. Okay. I don't hate those theories, philosophies, whatever you, beliefs, whatever you want to call them. But I, how do you base a homeschool curriculum on that? I guess she just teaches them things from the secret. Like she's just trying to teach them positivity. Yeah. Um, what's interesting to me, though, is that you would be able to base an entire quote unquote homeschool curriculum on it. Yeah. Because I believe the book is well less than 200 pages long in giant print and the movie is barely over an hour i think we'll have to look it up it's not long i would think that she instead of calling it homeschooling she would just have the positive affirmation of the day sort of thing or maybe just have them watch the movie or but like (laughs) if you're you know if you're trying to inject positivity into your day right it's like people who meditate in the morning because they want to start with a clear headspace like Girls, it's time for our morning meditation. It's time for our affirmations or, you know what I mean? Calling it homeschooling is what really throws it over the top. Yeah. And I don't think, I'm sure there are a good number of people in LA who start with positive affirmations, deep breathing, meditation, whatever. That's fine. But how is that homeschool? Um, You'll have to ask Andrea. And she also says that she's been homeschooling them for years, doesn't she? Oh, I didn't catch that part. I think she did. Well, the secret at that point hadn't been out for years. So oh, okay. I'm not sure, like, what she would have been doing pre-secret. Okay, maybe she didn't say that then. Um, so then she wakes the girls up for school. That's the big scene, is she's waking them up for school. And Alexis and Gabby come downstairs, and they're sitting on the couch. And she, the mother asks where Tess is. And Alexis says, I think she slept out last night. And the mother says, did you see her in bed? And Alexis says, no. Uh, Real quick, I looked it up really fast. The Secret was published on November 26, 2006. Okay. I'm not sure when the movie came out. Okay. So then Gabby starts laughing and says, well, then I guess she's not here. And then Tess comes through the front door if we had known about all of the addiction stuff by then, that would have been an interesting shot to rewatch because she did not look the greatest. And the mother says, you were supposed to come home last night. And she just says, I couldn't drive last night. Sorry. And the mom just says, okay, let's start school. And then Tess admits that she hates rules and that when someone tells her to do something, she immediately wants to do the opposite. Yeah. And 
So today's lesson in homeschooling is that they're going to work on character development and they're going to make vision boards of people that they think have good character. And Andrea asks the girls for an example and they say Angelina Jolie. And she says, yes, that's great. And what do you admire about Angelina Jolie? And they say her hot husband and her body. Her body, yeah. Yeah. And the mother, um, at least, does try to write in it a little bit. And was like, no, 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 no. Like, it's more like inward. Yeah, that's not her character. And then what do they do for their next lesson? Flower essence work. Yeah. Not quite sure what that is. Nope. Um, I don't know if that's essential oils or potpourri or... I don't know. They were also... We never get to see. No. And in the opening scene where we meet everybody, they were working with some frequency machine. Oh, yeah. They never go into that. They're sitting in some (laughs) kind of weird... It looked to me like a 2010 version of those fat jiggly machines from the 50s. Yeah. Yeah. Almost like the plate workout that... (laughs) Yeah, they did on the hills. 100%. Yeah. I think we need to take some of this stuff, like, on the road. Like, we need to go experiment (laughs) some stuff. (laughs) Well, I want to know, do we have any idea how the mom has money? Or Jerry? So, the, one of the Vanity Fair articles, they talked about a cinematographer father. But we have found out that Alexis's birth father was a director of photography on Friends. Michael. Yeah. So I don't know whether they mean both dads were cinematographers or whether they were talking about Michael. Oh, oh. They just said... Probably Michael, I would think. Yeah. But, you know, it's Hollywood. It's possible. So, I don't know. I will have to look up Jerry more. He's also such a Jerry, isn't he? Yeah. Like, does Jerry know what's happening? No. No. (laughs) Um, So then... Tess and Alexis go to a casting, quote unquote casting, at Beata Lingerie for LA Fashion Week. And this is where things get murky and weird. Yes. So the two women at Beata say that they want to do a test shoot with both girls, who of course, they're on the casting and they're made up from top to bottom, like curly hair, all the makeup. And I thought for a casting, normally you looked good, but you normally went pared down because they may put you in different things at a casting. I thought that was always the thing about America's Next Top Model. Um, for your hair and makeup? Yeah, like you don't go totally blown out, but you look attractive. So they can really see you. I mean, I think that might be the case for a regular... I mean, this is a lingerie shoot. That's true. And it was trashy lingerie. I mean, like, expensive trashy lingerie, but I'm sure it was like, please, look like a video model. That's true. I guess, like, supermodels, they go in. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think they were, like, go in looking like an extra from a Motley Crue video. Like, that's what they wanted. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the girls do a test shoot, and it is more than a test shoot. We see them in several different positions in the same building, of course. Like, they're in a chair, they're on a stairs. But Multiple like, outfits. Yeah, but they're, yeah, several outfits. They're lying down, they're sitting up, they're, you know, all the things. And the mother is backstage coaching them mm-hmm. behind the photographer. She's very annoying. And so then on the spot, these two women from Beata say they want to offer both girls a two-year contract to be the face of Beata. And be in Los Angeles Fashion Week. And they say it's very important to uphold the brand's image. Foreshadowing. (laughs) Well, and the reason that I 
think this all must be fake is because we did some research and the all of this stuff that goes on later in the episode was filmed first day of filming. Yes. And so if that had already happened, or do you think it's possible that she did the interview after the arrest? And it just hadn't gotten out yet? The Beata thing? Yeah. Yeah. Although it seemed to, I mean, the paparazzi were there the night yeah. she got arrested. It's very strange. Like, I thought it was very contrived when they were like, by the way, there's this clause and you can't, you know, we have an image to uphold. I'm like, huh? What? Yeah. And then we looked it up and the fashion week was weeks after the It was arrest. about two weeks before she was arrested. Before she was, yeah. Oh, whoops, I broke my pen. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if it was before she was arrested, how, huh? So, yeah, that gets a little murky. We'll have to do more digging there. But the first member of the bling ring who was arrested was arrested, like, the middle of September. So it could be that, you know, she had been cast in this show and her name was already getting out there before she was arrested on October 22nd. Okay, so maybe that's a possibility. Yeah, Yeah. so maybe she lost the show before the actual arrest because her name had been bantied about. Okay, all right, that's possible. Yeah. That was, that's my only theory. Because um, he was pretty quick to throw people under the bus. But they needed, then the cops needed to watch all the surveillance tapes. They needed to, you know, do all this stuff. And then things got further complicated because we discovered that Alexis and Tess are the ones who turned him in. Yeah. So maybe for a few weeks, she was like kind of involved, but wasn't in trouble. And then they were like, oh, no, 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 that's her on the tape. Yeah. Possible, I guess. Very. It's messy. Um... And both girls have a piercing. They just have different ones. It's like they got them together, but in different places so that they could look like twins, but not. And Tess has one of the ones on her upper lip, which is called a... I just call it a beauty mark. Yeah. Like it's a tattoo. But that was so early 2000s. And it doesn't look bad on her necessarily, but I want to take it out. And then Alexis has a stud in her nose. But they're both very, like, shiny. They're probably... I don't know whether they're real or fake diamonds, but they're just, like, too shiny and they bug me. That's very of the time. It was. And Tess has the look for it. Like, she kind of has that suicide girl lingerie thing happening, but I can't take it. And then we see the girls getting ready to go out. And when I say the girls, for the most part, I mean Alexis and Tess. Yes. Gabby is staying at home. She's not... She's not doing anything. Um, And they're getting ready with Paulina Gretzky. Which is kind of exciting. I didn't realize that Paulina was in this show. Well, and this is actually the real beginning because in that article it said the first filming was they go out that night to a club. With Mickey Avalon. Yeah, so this was the first actual footage filmed, even though we're seeing it way later in the episode. Right. And I didn't even remember who Mickey Avalon was. I only knew who he was because I had a client at the time that was really into him and like saw him numerous times in concert. Um, I could not tell you one of his songs to save my life other than the one they talked about, um, Rock Bitch, in this (laughs) show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh my god. Oh no. He's referred to as an American rapper. Oh. Yeah. Is that Simon Rex? On the... Yes, that is, on the right. Okay. Oh yeah, I don't know who that is. Yeah, I mean, he, I don't, he doesn't think he has anything now. Oh, oh. Wow, he's got some interesting ink. Yeah, he sure does. Oh boy, okay. But yeah, I haven't heard, I mean, it's been 10 years since I've heard anything about him, so. (laughs) Well, 
Everybody, Google image search that one. That's quite a ride. Yeah, I just Mickey went on. Avalon. Mickey Avalon. So the mom admits she worries when they go out to Hollywood. Duh. And, which is also interesting for her to say on camera, given that apparently they go out slash live in Hollywood all the time. Yeah. Um. So the girls, and they're not even at a club at first. They're having dinner. They're sitting at a table and it's relatively tame. They're like upstairs at a... You know, somewhere that serves food because they're filming, but they're at a table for like eight or ten people. It's they're not doing anything wild. They're talking about Mickey Avalon's video and how they both want to be in it. And Brandon Williams, who is the manager and looks like David Arquette, um, is talking about the video and is asking which one of them it's going to be. And Alexis and Tess say that the battle is on. Well, the battle is on because the line in the song is sliding down the pole into heaven. And then they have a competition about who is better on the pole. I'm going to go ahead. Great. They're both great because they have one in their living room. Right. But come on. We both know who's probably better. Tess. Yes. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Alexis, she's very pretty too, but she just, she has like a baby face. Well, and it's also annoying that we never get to see the competition. They show like these blur shots of like one of them on a pole or on dancing on a bar on a pole and that's and then they cut away. And it didn't even look like what they went out in, I swear. Like at least show me the competition. Yeah. And then they show this brief scene of Andrea calling them saying you were supposed to call me at midnight if you weren't coming home and it's 12:15. Like 12:15 15 minutes like I don't know. of all the things to worry about, I don't know. Um I wonder if that was her freaking out cuz of filming. Maybe. Like, she knows these girls hang out at a hotel all the time, frequently never come home. They finally got a fucking reality show. There's a camera crew showing up tomorrow. Like, oh my God, please God, let these girls come home. Because they're supposed to be pretending to live here. I hope they don't get, get, go out and get so fucked up they forget they're supposed to come home. Yeah. It I is, can see that. It is pretty troubling, though. I wonder how much E! knew about this, or the production company. Because we know that two networks fought over it later. About her, their drug problem? Yeah, like, or about the rhythm of the family and all that stuff. Well, the article I read said that the family hid the fact that she was living in the hotel from production, so I don't think they knew. That's so messed up. And it would be really easy to fake, like we saw, like her just pretending um, that they were missing curfew. Right. And not like, fuck, they don't live here, don't forget to come back here. Yeah, that's true. Um, so then it is the next morning and the Los Angeles police department knock on Andrea's door and they have a warrant to search the house and Alexis and Tess are both brought to the North Hollywood police station. Alexis is arrested. Tess is released after questioning. Um, we have a lot more to talk about than that. No, I know. That's just my overview. Um, first of all, uh, yet again, Andrea's in one of her tracksuits when, um, the police come to the door. I think it just goes to show you that, I mean, you really just see in light of everything that's going on in the world today, she keeps the police at bay. She's like, just hold on, just hold on, just hold, I mean, give me a break. If they were a person of color, they would have like beaten that door down. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like how nice these police are being with them. Yeah. Um, and then the two girls are upstairs in bed together. Yeah. Probably because they don't have a bedroom there. Yeah. Um, and then they don't show us. The cops make them turn off the cameras. So we don't get to see the actual like handcuffs being let out of the house. Yeah. Um, curiously, though, when does Michael show up? I don't know. 
So all of a sudden, Alexis's birth father is there, yeah. Michael. And I'm guessing the mother called him because she got scared. And he must, I thought it was kind of weird that they put in, they put bio dad. I mean, they put stepfather for the other, why wouldn't they just put dad? I don't like, know. They're acting like he's like, literally gave her up at birth. <laughs> and I don't think that's the case. If he showed up for this arrest and drives them to the police station. Right. And Jerry's nowhere to be found. Um, right. There was also a name written on the warrant paper that I forgot to look up. I wrote it down and I'll try and do it for next time. And I don't know whether that was like the cop's name, sort of attesting that they wouldn't mess stuff up or what, but I meant to Google that. And so part of the reason that they have a warrant is that they are looking for possessions that belong to the celebrities who were robbed by the bling ring. Yes. And it is... Wow, your neighbors are... I know, I have new neighbors now. I don't know what they're doing. Wow. Um, So part of the reason that... And we had to read this, they don't show it on the show, that Alexis is arrested is that she was found with possessions allegedly belonging to Rachel Bilson and Lindsay Lohan. So she claims that she bought those things and that she had receipts for them, but then I'm guessing she was arrested because she could not produce the receipts and they were a thousand percent stolen. Yeah. Also, if you're living in a hotel, keep your stolen shit at the hotel. Yeah. Like, don't keep it in the house that you're never hardly in anyway. Although, was it safer at the house because of where the hotel was that they were? Oh, maybe. And wouldn't a drug addict just take someone's Chanel necklace? Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, she's a drug addict and she took someone's Chanel necklace, so yes. And Tess was questioned, and it seems like... Tess went along on some rides with the bling ring, but she, I don't believe, ever entered a house and she wasn't... Yeah, because she got off. Yes. Completely. Yes. And she never had any stuff in her possession. So, although I guess if she presumably lived there too, how could they prove it was Alexis's and not hers? But Especially because when the cops came, they were in the same room. Yeah. Sleeping in the same bed. Yeah. It's because Alexis was on the security footage at Orlando Bloom's house. Yeah. She was the one connected with the ring and not Tess. Um, so then the family, after Tess and Alexis are brought to the station, Andrea decides that they need to have a prayer circle real quick before they go down to the station. Now, do we think she was praying to Oprah or to the book, The Secret, or the person that wrote The Secret, or perhaps some flowers? She basically, I wanted to write down what the prayer, what she said, but she basically said that like, we need to stay positive and this situation will bring about positive change somehow sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I almost, sure. ad- I almost admire the positivity, but it's the delusion that I have a really hard time. Well, that's very secret of her. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so then in the car on the way to the station, the family finds out that Alexis waived her right to an attorney. Which is interesting because just seeing this and they freak out about it. Andrea's like, oh my God, she's so stupid. Uh, um, it does seem on the surface stupid, but if she is the one that turned the guy into the police and like, she thought that she was the one like giving up information to the cops, I could see her being like, Oh, I don't need an attorney because like, I'm the one that turned him in. So I'll just tell you what I know. And then I'm going to be good. Right. And I'm sure they said to her like, Oh, if you just tell us like no need for an attorney, like you just tell us and we'll, so I could see that happening. Well, yeah. And she's not the sharpest knife in the drawer and she's going through withdrawals. Yeah. She thinks that she's going to be like, oh, I'm just here for questioning. I'll go home anytime now. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's sad. 
So then the youngest sibling is very upset about the whole situation, is crying and doesn't want her sister to be in jail. And Tess is calming her down and saying, you can't control that. Like, she may not get to come home today. I was very team Tess in this scene. She was, like, lucid and making tons of sense. Well, she was also thrilled she got out. Yeah. No, but I love when the younger daughter was like, she, well, they can't do that. And she's like, yes, they can. They can do whatever they want. They're the police. Like, this is what's going on. They can hold her as long as they want. Like, this is very serious. Well, I think Tess also knew that Alexis was guilty. Yeah. Like, I think Well, of she, course she knew. Yeah. She knew that that stuff didn't, like, she knew some shit about the bling ring. She was just lucky enough not to be involved. Yeah. Um, so then Alexis eventually does get out and is released on a $50,000 bond, we realized, we looked up. And Tess screams like a cheerleader. Like, remain calm, man. Like, she's crying. She just spent the day in jail. She's shaking. Like, get out of her face. Well, the other thing, too, is it had only been 13 hours. And what Tess says is, I haven't seen her in so long. I'm like, it was 13 hours. Yeah. And then in a confessional, they say that the media attention was just crazy and they look elated by it. Also, I only saw three media people. Well, Tess loved being interviewed. 100%. But I saw, I mean, she was acting like there was hundreds and there were three. There were three people with cameras there. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, they, they go home and they're sitting around it. I don't know if it's the same day or not. They were wearing new clothes and they got fresh makeup on again. And I feel like they were hiding their addiction with a ton of makeup. Yeah. Um, and Jerry says that there's a fine line between good choices and bad choices. I also, this is the part in the show where I decided that Jerry can get it. Oh, Okay. I may change my mind on that, but just, like, in that scene, like, there was something, like, he had a very, like, like... I feel like that's your theme with all these shows, is that, like, someone's dad can get it. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um, I also want to know what the fine line is between robbing someone and not robbing someone. That seems pretty obvious to me. What do you mean? Well, he says there's a fine line between good choices and bad choices. But I think going into... Oh, I think because... uh, I think because the narrative that she is trying to put forth is that she was hanging out with unsavory people. Yeah. Not like a wrong place, wrong time. And I think that's what he was referring to. Oh, I know. But she is on a security camera at Orlando Bloom's house, carrying merchandise down the driveway. They cut a hole in the fence. You know, there was a lot of fine lines. You could have just... I don't think Jerry knows that yet. No. Clearly not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then Alexis gets a phone call. From the woman with the braces at Beata Lingerie. Mm-hmm. It sounded taped. Side Sidebar. Yeah. Um, and she is dropped out of this so-called contract and out of LA Fashion Week. Yes. So this is where things get strange with the timeline and all that because Fashion Week was before she was arrested and... She's very, very upset, and the mother says, this. these are the consequences of hanging out with stupid people. And Tess did not get dropped and is still going to be walking in the show. Yes. Um, and then my favorite thing that has ever <laughs> happened in the history of television <laughs> happens. Um, the mom has to walk upstairs, and we see that she is sporting a burgundy whale tail out of her thong to match her burgundy tracksuit. Yeah. I mean, full on purposefully like yeah. thong showing whale tail city. It was amazing. Yeah. Yep. 
I have. We need to keep our eye out on the yeah. show for that. There's color matched. A- color matched. Like it was. It, that was totally purposeful. And I'm sure she was like, <laughs> "I can't wait to walk up these stairs so the cameras can get it." Yeah. Down to her juicy couture tracksuit. No, they weren't juicy couture. I wish. Yeah. I was keeping my eye peeled. Hers had some bling on it. How ironic. A lot. I'm. I'm thinking perhaps the bling one because that wasn't the burgundy one. I think it was a green. Um, may have been in the Ed Hardy milieu. <laughs> <laughs> so basically you're, you're lusting after all Oh yeah. Affliction. It could have been affliction for sure. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Um, so then it's the day of Tess and her fashion show. And she's really hoping that Alexis will come and support her in the fashion show, even though she's no longer walking in it. Um, so she does. Tess does a good yeah. job in the show. Alexis shows up. And there's a clip of them backstage. And Alexis is dancing and celebrating Tess. And that, to me, didn't make sense. Because if she'd just gotten out of jail like the day before, she wouldn't be quite that pumped. She would have given her a hug. She would have been a little sullen. But we also know that she hadn't been arrested yet. Right. So that's, that's, yeah. that's what I mean. That's... That's where the timeline's weird to me. Clearly, this show was before the arrest. And also, talk about paparazzi. Like, if she had been arrested and then showed up at this fashion show, like, people would have been all up in her face wanting to know what was going on. Right. So, I want to know what's up with the phone call from Beata and the timeline, but I don't know that we'll ever find out. We'll never be. We'll have to go to our graves. Yeah. Um, And I would like to let everyone out there know that when you go to a fashion show, even if you know someone in it, you don't scream and yell. Yeah. I mean, they were screaming, ah, ah, ah. like you, that, you don't do that at a fashion show. Don't you just sit and watch like a movie? I mean, if I was the designer, I would be fucking livid. Yeah. Like the only person who can get away with that is um, Leslie Jones. Yeah. And she did it at the Christian Siriano show and he thought it was hysterical. But like, that's the only person who can do that. Like you can't, you just sit there quietly because it's not supposed to be about the models or your kid. It's about it's the, the clothes. Yeah. And then when it's done and they come out for a final round or whatever, sure, you clap. then you can. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, even then you yeah. can yell their name. But I mean, as she was walking, they were like, Bleh! I've never been to one and I know that. Yeah. Um, so then we get a quick confessional of Alexa saying that after all of this, she's really ready to move forward. And it's so sad because it feels like it's just beginning. And that hasn't sunk in for her yet. No, it has not. Um, being arrested and being released on bond is... That's like step one. Well, I guess step one is the crime. Step two is getting arrested and released on bond. But, and she had a rough road after this. It's sad. Well, we also um, get a clip with Andrea talking about how she was raised with no boundaries and how she is then raising her children with no boundaries because it worked out so well for her. I don't, I was just like, what the fuck? She says she's concerned by the lack of boundaries she put on the girls. Yeah, well... Given that they were both just in the clink, yeah, that's a... I would be curious to know (laughs) how long she and Jerry have been married. Yeah. We've got some... when did he sign up for this, like, wild ride? I... It was a tough episode, but I feel like we've got some really fun stuff to piece together. Because he does seem like the kind of dude who would love to, like, at the golf club be like, yeah, my wife's the next playmate. Like, I could see that. Um, Yeah. But I don't... Like, uh, why would you sign on to be with this girl with these three wacko children? Or two and a half wacko children. I guess Gabby's not wacko, but... Yeah. I don't know, man. We will see. But that's it. Episode one. Pretty wild. Yes. And then the scene... We didn't get scenes from the next, but we got an upcoming 
Um, oh, and yeah. it just shows the upcoming season, and it looks like it's going to be pretty wild. Indeed. Alexis's lawyer tells her that she's basically grounded and she needs to act with decorum, and then we get scenes of her doing all kinds of wild stuff. Yeah. Perfect. Um, and again, if you want to watch along with us, it's the NBC.com app, um, and it's totally free, and there's a couple commercials, but it's not so bad. And if you guys want to read the really deep cut, famous article on the Bling Ring, it's Vanity Fair, it's Nancy Joe Sales, and the article is The Suspects Wore Louboutins. Yeah. So that's a, that's a good deep dive if yes. you want to catch up on things. Awesome. Um, well, so great talking to you guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of One Hit Wonderful. You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at OneHitPod. You can email us at FranklyMareB at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at HeyIt'sMareB. Please remember to rate and subscribe. And have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>